Mike Stefano here with Only the Strong Survive podcast from Recruit Strength. Uh, decided to do a little extra uh, podcast on here, not necessarily a full episode, but wanted to talk about strength training in our youth and our kids and how it can help us with not only gaining strength for sports and everything like that throughout school, but also with, with building confidence and really with uh, setting some some standards for life. Um, if you guys heard in the past podcast, we had talked about, uh, you know, the, the whole everybody gets a trophy mentality and how everybody that shows up is, you know, great because they showed up. The whole, again, everybody gets a trophy mentality. The whole, your best, as long as you do your best, you're good enough. Well, as we know, that's not how the real world works. If you show up and you do your best, sometimes you're not good enough. So, Wanted to bring on uh, two special guests for you here, who just happen to be my lovely daughters. I've got Isabella De Stefano. Say hi. Hi. And Penelope De Stefano. Hi. So, give a little background on them too. Uh, my oldest daughter's fourteen. She is a club volleyball player for Space. What is it? Cape Coast. Cape Coast volleyball uh, out of Cocoa, Florida. And my youngest is a competitive cheerleader for Space Coast Cheer, which is out of uh, West Melbourne, Melbourne area there. So she's 10, my youngest is 10, my oldest is 14. So both of them, however, have had the opportunity to kind of learn how to weightlift with me and my wife. Um, we did it in our garage, then we bought our gym, we created Recruit Strength, in which they've also uh, trained at. And my oldest daughter has actually competed with the USPA before and is currently peaking for her second ever meet. That'll be end of February. How are you feeling about that? I'm stressed. Very stressed. Oh, That's all you got? Stress? Why stress? Stressed. Oh my gosh. We need to get into the gym, you know? Yeah, but it's just scary. I. Well, wasn't your first one fun? Yeah, but it was still scary. Especially the first one. It's way scary. Just, well, so you've already got one under your belt, so you're kind of, yeah. you're, you're, you're I, I becoming a veteran. Yeah, a veteran, okay. <laughs> I feel better about this one than I did the first one. That's good. Just so. It's not my first, so I kind of like know what's going to happen, and I have an idea of what's happening. Okay. So, talking about strength uh, and, and how it affects our lives and our sports and everything like that as kids, we all know that sports is becoming more and more competitive as we go. I mean, I grew up playing uh, Little League Baseball, and that was it. That was like the big thing, is playing Little League Baseball. But now you go out and you play Little League. Both of you guys played softball. I coached both of you guys. And you had, Little League was almost like the, the, the farm team for our travel teams now. The yeah. competitive travel teams and the club teams are just taking over the sports. And that's every sport. Soccer, baseball, softball, cheer, Volleyball, everything. I mean, you're a club volleyball player. You're a competitive cheerleader. We guys both compete in something that's completely non-scholastic. You guys aren't doing this through school. You're doing this traveling around and competing against the best of the best. So, with that said, how much stress is put on you guys to perform? Oh, not much. On it. like, there's a lot, but it's after doing it for a long time, you kind of get used to the stress. Especially like. whenever you practice, practicing helps with it because it you know it's making you better. So whenever you go out there, like, oh, it's just like if I was in the gym practicing. I so, just... so the practicing makes you feel more comfortable. 
Yeah, because yeah. it helps you kind of get a feel of what's going to happen. Like for my team, we've been practicing exactly what's going to happen at tournaments. Mm -hmm. And we've been practicing like what happened if this, like different scenarios of what would happen. So let's go into the, the training aspect of both your guys' uh, sports. We'll start with Bella with, uh, with volleyball. So you go in, you have your practices. What other type of training do you guys do other than just playing volleyball and going over the skills? Do you guys do strength training? Do you do cardio? What, what do you do? Do you do conditioning? We do, we do a lot of conditioning and workouts and a lot of running. And so if so we have like three chances while we're practicing, so say somebody doesn't call mine or that's one like one strike. Mm -hmm. And then when you get three, you have to do a workout as like... Okay, so a that's punishment. not necessarily a, a condition. That's more of a punishment of yeah. a, of a. But at the beginning, we do a lot. We do like a bunch of laps of running, okay. and then we do like our warm ups, which are usually like mini workouts, basically. So how long would they last? Oh, usually around twenty minutes in the beginning. So you got practice. twenty minutes in the beginning of practice. How many times a week do you practice? Uh, around three times a week. Okay, so twenty minutes three times a week, and then you move on to skill-based uh, practicing and skill-based training, which is good because it's still physical, it's still active, you're still, you know, busting your butt out there and everything. Penny, what about you? Um, at the beginning of practice, we do running and then we stretch and then we also do like jumping jacks or extra running. Okay. And that takes about 20 minutes of the practice time. Mm-hmm. So... I know, because I've sat on some of your practices, you guys do a lot of burpees and push-ups and stuff oh, like yeah, that, yeah. but that's more as, again, the disciplinary factor, yeah. right? When people are messing up their routines, mm -hmm. they're having to do that. And, and again, your guys' routines are nonstop. I mean, for anybody who's listening out there, when I say competitive cheerleading, we're not talking about you know the people that are out at a football game with pom-poms. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about basically synchronized gymnastics here. We have flips, backhand springs, all kinds of stuff going on. They're throwing people up in the air and it's all synchronized down to a finite detail. It's it's unbelievable to watch if you ever if you haven't ever seen it before. I mean these kids are ridiculous athletes. But <clears throat> when we start looking at the other aspects of this, how do you feel strength training would help out? How would you feel that, you know, squats, that deadlifts, that bench press, that lifting weights and that sort of training could help your guys' sports. Do you think it could? Do you think it... Tell me about it. For me, it 100% does because I'm a base, so lifting up someone isn't going to be easy if you have, like... Tell me tell know. me what a base is first. What's a base? Just tell me what that does. You are basically the person that holds up the flyer, which is... Which is, like... The, the person getting thrown in the air, basically? Yeah. Okay. So you're the one that's doing all support work, doing all the lifting, controlling them when they're lifted up in the air and everything. And I know you do a lot of stunts as well as part of the routine, correct? Yeah, I'm in almost all of the stunts. So doing a lot of the stunts is, you know, the backflips and the handsprings and the crazy aerials and all the other stuff that you guys do. So you have to be mobile and limber enough to, to do all of those stunts as well as strong enough to hold up another kid, right? Yeah. Okay. So, one of the things that we hear a lot is that Penny is a stronger athlete there. She's able to hold a lot of weight for her size in her, her cheer team. And one of the reasons, I mean, one of the things that we've attributed to that is the fact that she's grown up lifting weight. She's grown up deadlifting with us, um, and she's got a really good 
head on her shoulders to be able to create her own routines. In fact, we've had other cheerleaders from the gym come to our gym to train before, and we kind of let Penny show them the ropes. And one of the things that she does a lot of is her goblet squats. So our goblet squats, when we're holding a weight against our chest and we're squatting with it, we asked her one day, because she was doing so many of them, we said, hey, Penny, why are you doing goblet squats so much? We kind of had an idea in mind. We wanted to hear her say it. And sure enough, she did. She said exactly what we wanted to hear. Well, Daddy, this is how I lift up someone when I'm cheerleading. This is how we hold someone up. So I wanted to train that. And it, it, it just absolutely makes sense. Practice the moves that you're using and build up strength in those moves that you're using. So from a volleyball standpoint, Belle, what do you think? Um, I feel like for volleyball, a lot of strength training would actually have to do a lot with it because a lot of the stuff we do is based off around how strong you are. Like mm -hmm. for serving, you have to have a really strong serve and you have to have a lot of good upper body strength to serve good mm -hmm. and make it over the net. And then for hitting, again, you have to have like a really good upper body strength and then you have to be able to jump really high enough. And then the back row, it has to be like you have to know how to squat and then so you can stay low and not just like be high up and then to stay longer and then for setting again with upper body strength and you build a run because there's a lot of running and setting so so one thing too that i've noticed with with watching your practices is that like you said the back row being able to squat for a long period of time a lot of the people that i see especially in the beginning when they try to start trying to squat is that their form for the actual squat is bad and when they, when they go to squat down themselves, it makes them so off balance that they can't do anything. They're not stable at all. They're on their tippy toes. They're squatting down with their heels off the ground. There's no way they're going to be able to move from one spot to the next and be in a, in a stable stance and be able to, like you said, hold it long, which is where, again, obviously squatting would help out. Um, let's talk about serving real quick. Let's, so Bella's first powerlifting meet was... Last yeah, last November. Last November. So that was her first powerlifting meet. She did fantastic. She totaled. She was able to get on the board. She didn't DQ anything. She did phenomenal, which we'll start talking about a little bit later. But looking at, at her bench press, her max bench press at the time was 45 pounds. Without really training much other than doing some, some body weight stuff during a lot of the, the shutdown with COVID and everything, but doing also volleyball. She comes into the gym and now all of a sudden her on top of swimming. Her and on top of swimming, her bench press has skyrocketed simply from the act of serving, of hitting the ball and of swimming and getting that upper body strength. And now her bench press is much, much higher than it used to be. I think we're looking at something like a twenty-five to thirty percent increase on her bench press, which is phenomenal for anybody in a one year period. But like you said, we have to have that strength in order to, to be able to move. So again, figuring out the movements that are going to be most beneficial to us, as well as the movements that are going to be great for overall strength, which, as you guys have heard me say a million times, best movements for, for overall strength are what? Squat, bench, bench deadlift. and deadlift. Right. Those are our biggest ones for overall strength that are going to help out every aspect of, of our lifting. So <clears throat> we've talked a little bit about what strength training can do for your, your individual sports. What about your confidence? Has it, has it helped out your confidence at all? Has it made well, you feel it, like it, you're more confident of a person? It makes you feel like you're a lot, you get a lot more confident with serving because mm -hmm. then when you're more consistent, you got, like don't worry as much at tournaments because you're like, oh, I'm going to get it over easy. But then if you like aren't very strong and aren't consistent, you worry a lot more at tournaments 
and you're more stressed and you, you it kind of can show that you're more stressed mm -hmm. except whenever you're more confident it like shows to the whole team that you're really confident about it okay and that confidence is going to obviously lead to better performance right yeah. when you're not second guessing yourself or stressed about it or oh man, i hope i don't get that i hope i don't screw this up and you have that level you have that you know the chest out the proud peacock look right yeah yeah <laughs> what about you peanut so whenever you're stronger than me i feel like it helps you with thinking, oh, I'm going to be able to throw this tumbling pass or oh, I'm going to be able to keep this stunt up and not fall. And it helps you get through it and not fail at something. And so what would you say as far as your relationship as well with the other athletes, the other, the other players on your team, the other girls and everything? Do you think that strength and the confidence aspect helps people to be more Friendly. reliant on you and more they kind of lean on you to make decisions and they lean on you to be the person to kind of show them the way to me no i feel like it's really everyone so okay what do you, what do you think i feel like for my team we kind of all rely on each other no matter what mm -hmm. yeah because for a majority of us either we play a long time or play a short period of time but no matter what, you have different background information. So some of the kids you have played a short amount of time actually have background information from their other sports that help out in volleyball. And then vice versa for some people who have been playing type long. Stuff. Yeah. I like it. I like exactly. it. Exactly. That's how it is with me. Some people have been doing longer, some people are doing shorter, but then some people are... Now, now within the dynamics within your group, though, do you feel like you take on more of a leadership role when you have that that stronger aspect, when you're better at the sport, when you're more confident in your sport. And this isn't talking about necessarily strength training, I'm talking about just confidence in general. Do you, do you see that mostly confident people are the ones that are taking those leadership roles? Yeah. Yes, 100%. Okay. okay, so when we talk about strength training, being that you're both kids, when I talk about, let's call it weightlifting. I don't say strength training, I just say weightlifting. What's the first thing you guys think of? Deadlifts and bench. And okay, that's what you think of, what about you? I think of like the actual deadlift bench squat. One so you think of the yeah. exercises. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you right now, a lot of people that I talk to, especially parents, when they're talking about their kids getting into weightlifting or anything like that, they think of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my they gosh. think of bodybuilders. They think of going to a commercial gym and seeing the guys that are, you know, big muscles that are flexing in the mirror. They think of the girls that have big muscles that are flexing and everything. And that's what they think of when they hear of weightlifting. So one thing, a conversation actually that, a little bit off topic, that I had earlier today with, uh, with an athlete that was training with us about bodybuilding was the fact that bodybuilding and doing that kind of, of weight training leads to a small uh, win or a large win, whatever you want to call it, but it's only at a six month period. So whenever they go up and compete at a, at a show, they get that win, they get that excitement, they get that confidence builder. And if they lose, they're looking at another six months to a year before they compete again. So they have all that time to try to build it up. Whereas when we start talking about strength training, we're going over our, you know, increasing our weight for the day, increasing our rep amount for the day. Those are all small wins that constantly build up. And that helps kids especially build up that confidence when they have multiple small wins that are occurring over and over and over again. That's win, 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 and they're earning it. 
They're not being given any of this. They're literally earning each of those wins and that starts to build their confidence, increase their confidence. For example, Penny, uh, didn't you just PR at our Halloween event? Yeah. What'd you get? 115 pounds for deadlift. 115 pound deadlift, and how much do you weigh? Um, 70 something. Okay, so 70 something pound, 115 pound deadlift. What was your previous max on deadlift prior to that? 100. 100, how did that make you feel? It made me feel really proud of myself, and it did help build my confidence to think I did that between around last year. Mm -hmm. So, helped me a lot. So that little small win of just increasing that, you didn't win a competition, you didn't compete in a competition, you didn't do any of that stuff, but just being in the gym and seeing your weight gone up is a, is a win for you, right? Mm -hmm. And that helped to build your confidence a little bit. Bella, I know you're the same way. When you started bench pressing, you came running to me. Daddy, uh, I need to change my percentage. I'm doing way more than this right now, and it's it's light. I need to, I need to increase the weight, right? Yeah. So how does that feel? Um, it felt kind of crazy at first because I was really confused why. Until <laughs> I kind of, because I was told that it was because of swimming. And then I realized because of swimming so much upper body, mm -hmm. and we did so much, like, upper body stuff in swim and we didn't yeah we didn't really focus on anything that was our legs really mm -hmm. we focused more on the upper body and swimming with our arms like some like for some of the things we would do we wouldn't even use our legs it would literally be swimming without legs or kicking your legs you'd just be using your arms and so i think that really helped build up my strength and bench which made me feel a lot better good 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 what also, you got also i feel like bodybuilding you're comparing yourself to other people and with Ooh. strength training you're comparing yourself to yourself so you're not you're competing with yourself yeah you're yeah. trying to make yourself better not trying to be better than other people very very good uh outlook there so let's talk about that then a little bit let's look into our competitive nature so when we talk about sports everyone's competitive right we all want to we all want to do well you know, whether it's volleyball, your goal in volleyball is to what? Beat the other team, right? Yeah. That's, that's your goal. Your goal in cheer is to be better than the other teams, to have a better product. So, volley, uh, I'm sorry, uh, cheerleading is a little bit different than volleyball where you're not going directly toward a team. You're, going, you're, you're doing your best and then they're comparing all the teams to each other. You're not going head to head. So it's a kind of a little bit of a different aspect, but there's still a very, very strong sense of competitiveness, like where you have to be the best, right? Yeah, and in volleyball, it's like we kind of didn't learn to beat the other team. We learned to get, just try and get as many points as possible, not in like t take as many from the other team that we can get. Exactly. In okay. here, we don't learn to try and beat the other teams. We try to get as many points so that if we do mess up on something, we still have that good stable base. amount of points. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. So when it comes to strength sports, Bella, you, you can really talk on this best because you've competed before. And I actually, you wrote an entire uh, little thesis uh, about it. Not thesis, but a... Uh, oh, yeah, I wrote a little... What would you even call that? Novel. Just a paper? It, yeah, it was a, basically like an essay I had to okay, write. Okay, an essay about, about powerlifting. Talk about that real quick, though. What's the camaraderie like in, in strength sports and with powerlifting? How, how do the people 
act toward each other, like in the warm-up oh, area. I feel like in powerlifting, everybody's your friend. Because, like, I had all these people <laughs> come up to me, and they would all be like, oh, is this your first one? I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, once you get this one done, you're going to be feel like a champion afterwards. You're going to know all the basics. You're going to know everything about this sport. And everybody's just so nice there because, like, nobody's really trying to specifically beat you majority of the time they're all trying to be better just like yeah they're all just trying to be the best person they can be like at mine i didn't even realize but i did pr my deadlift Mm -hmm. and like i was just trying to get as high as possible and everybody kind of supports each other yeah everybody's really supportive and everybody always says oh good job good try and everybody's just like a really good teammate even though we're not even we're all like on the same team of just being powerlifters exactly exactly so when you're competing even though you're competing against other people it's an amazing thing going to a powerlifting meet and seeing the fact that your person that you're going head to head with that you're trying to beat and that you're trying to be better than will literally be standing next to you on the platform screaming at you trying to get you pumped up so that you can do the best possible that you can because everybody just wants to see everyone succeed it's it's uh, powerlifting meet is a giant festival of success it's just everyone wants everyone else there to be successful to do great and to lift as much weight as they can even if that means that the other person's going to beat them they're still so excited about it so another factor that we start talking about when we start talking about kids because obviously we don't have a lot of kids in our gym right no. yeah we only have like there's, there's, you guys will come train and there's a couple other girls right from your cheers that'll yeah. come in and train, and then but not, a not a lot, lot right? Yeah. So when we start talking about that and we start talking about the parents and what they normally think when they look at weight training, the first thing that they think of is bodybuilding. Oh, cause I don't want them getting big. It's going to hurt them. It's going to stunt their growth. And they hear that. And I hear that a lot. It's going to stunt their growth with lifting weights. It's going to stunt their growth. It's going to hurt their muscles. It's going to cause injury. It's going to cause all these problems. So, what do you guys think about that? I feel like it's not... They, it's harder for parents who don't do powerlifting and, like, weight... Well, Just strength training? Strength, yeah. It's for them to understand for their kids. And I'm sure that they don't just do research about the sport and mm-hmm. then put them in there. I'm sure they just put them in there because their kids want to do it. So it's harder for them to say that, but also it's, uh, bodybuilding is one of the more popular things than strength training. So they see that as everything revolved around that. Right. They see that, that commercial gym look, they see what, what occurs in the gym. And a lot of times parents that are engaged in the gym are going to those commercial gyms that, you know, they see the treadmills, they see the people that are lifting weights, they see the, the people that are getting injured because they have absolutely horrible form and everything else. So, here's a fun little study from uh, that's posted on PubMed about kids uh, and strength training. One of the, so part of the, the, the research review was all this type of information from PubMed as well as Medline from 1980 to about 2010. So we're looking at 30 years of, of clinical studies that were completed that this person had reviewed in order to come up with their results of this and their conclusion. And one of the things that they found is that children can improve strength by 30 to 50% in just a 12 week period, as long as it was a good strength training program that was designed for them. And remember, this isn't just necessarily your squat, bench, deadlift. This isn't necessarily anything that's sport specific to the person. This is overall strength that they're training at. So 
when we start looking at kids, we start talking about kids and their strength training, there's a lot of aspects that we need to look into. So let's look into the first aspect that we've talked about, which was stunting the growth. This is an absolute horrible myth. This is something that was, I don't even know how it came up. I know we've talked about bro science before and how, you know, everybody in the gym knows something about something and they think they're experts on everything. But when we talk about stunting growth, this isn't, this is completely bunk. This is a completely a myth here. There is a factor of it that says that it can cause damage to your growth plates, but that's from actual injury. And a lot of those injuries to the growth plates aren't necessarily from weightlifting or from that exercise. It's more from impact from the actual main sport they're playing, whether it's playing basketball and coming down on their leg and injuring themselves that way or playing football and getting a hard hit and causing an injury that way. So it's not necessarily from the strength training aspect of it. Another one, obviously, is our injuries. When we start talking about our tendons, our ligaments, and things getting torn, things getting stressed, things that are happening like that. And that comes down to form all day. When we have our kids that we, we raise them and we put them on a program where they're actually being stripped on form and not just telling them to go do this, go do that, go lift this, go do a burpee, go bench press, go squat, and we actually teach them the dynamics of those lifts, they're not getting injured. They're just getting stronger. Okay? So... The big aspect, especially for me as a father of girls, that I see is that there's multiple studies out that show that weightlifting increases bone density. And the bones are growing between the ages of about 10, I'm sorry, I think it's 8 or 10 years old, and it stops growing around the age of 26. So if you're 26 years old and you just start getting into weightlifting as a female, you're not going to have that extra increase in bone density as much as you would when the bones are really still growing. So when you start factoring that in and you look at women as they get older and the high occurrences of osteoporosis that they have, stacking that bone growth from an early, early age by having them do weightlifting will benefit them their entire lives. Even if they stop doing it when they get to the, you know, the 20s and 30s and they stop weightlifting altogether, that bone density that they've created is going to carry with them and be beneficial for them their entire life, which is a huge, huge aspect for these. So again, the injuries that you're seeing are from poor form, which is again why we need to have our kids coached. We need to have people that are creating proper training programs for them and teaching them the right form in order to keep it going. So that's a little bit of the data that I'm sharing with you today. <clears throat> so the last question that I have for you girls, because I know I just rambled and rambled and rambled and you guys are staring at me like, why is he still talking? <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> so why do you think kids aren't in the gyms? Why do you think they're not strength training? Not why do you think parents aren't giving them strength training, but why do you think kids aren't going up to their parents saying, Mommy, Daddy, can I go learn how to do this? I feel like for most kids, it's not very well known. Like, not a lot of kids know about it. Nor do they think it's like, they feel like it's just like punishment. Because like so many different time. punishments in sports have been burpees and stuff. But then the strength training is a lot more than just the basic stuff. There's like a whole world that they just don't know about because they never tried it before, and they only see the parts that are given as punishments, and they they like. So oh, they related. They related to punishment. Yeah. Okay. Also, I feel like it has a big. It. So now we have all of these new technologies, and all of these kids are just going to video games or mm. like technology and instead of getting out in the real world they're stuck inside on their devices and their parents don't really 
tell them about it, so they're just getting to what they want to do, and it make, makes them become lazy. So it, whenever they go out and start to exercise, they get really, really tired really, really fast, and they feel as a punishment what they're doing. So they're just not disciplined enough to try to push through the portions of it that are hard in order to see the success. They just want that, and they want that instant gratification. They want to show up and say, I should be able to bench 125 pounds. Let me put 125 pounds on the bar. Oh, I can't do it. I'm done. And then I feel like even if kids do do, like when they do sports. You just said do do. Anyways, whenever they do it, <laughs> they always, their parents put them into like the basic sports that they know. Mm-hmm. Like soccer, basketball, football, the baseball. The well, sports that they already know all about. The so popular think, mainstream yeah, sports. Yeah, the sports that are well known and everybody knows about. When I was like volleyball, I didn't find out about that until I got to middle school and there's a program at my school. But then even then, some schools don't have those programs, so it's not as well known, so kids don't know about it. That's a great point. In fact, Brevard County here, we don't have a weightlifting program at any of our high schools, which is sad to say the least. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of goes hand in hand again with all of our other sports and having and a strength training program. Even, even when they do have sports, like for swimming, we had to go to a completely different area instead of going to Vera High School for the pool. They don't have a pool there because it's not as big, so not a lot of kids use. Not a lot of kids are in swim because it's not as easy to access because they have to drive farther out in the mornings, then go back to school. When if it was just at the school, it probably ended up being more popular. Hmm. Interesting. They, for me, I feel like sometimes they'll just go to the more popular sports to get money. They're not investing in the smaller sports. So you think you, you think like it's a. A fame thing. The people they see on TV is the people they want to be like. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's another good aspect to think about is, is the media influence on the selection of sports for kids and seeing that football, baseball, basketball, those are our big sports that we see on TV. Those are the ones where the athletes are being paid millions of dollars to do it. So they don't look at the other sports. They don't look at wrestling or powerlifting or volleyball or any of that stuff because there's not really being made they're not making money off of it okay so i feel like a lot of parents also like to have their kids follow in their footsteps and do sports that they did which now there's so many different sports and then back like back whenever they were a kid or something like that they would all do like the basic sports like basketball Mm -hmm. baseball and so then they want their kids to follow in their footsteps like, even some of the girls on my volleyball team, the only reason they're actually doing it is because their parents, parents did it. parents played volleyball? Yeah, and so it's like a bunch of, like, all the kids in my school, the only reason that some of them are even doing the sports they do is because their parents did it, and their parents parents encouraged them to do it. Hmm. So would you say that you guys do powerlifting because mommy and daddy do it? You guys have done so, like... You did baseball, mm-hmm. but then we didn't. We did softball, and then we did dance, and then we did gymnastics. You still haven't done jujitsu yet. I'm never doing that. <laughs> but like, but we've done so many different sports besides that. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the many sports that we do. Whenever we were really, really young, I don't think either of you guys did gymnastics, and you let us do gymnastics. Yeah, we I only did out. it. We only did it for like one or two years, but still. And you guys are adults whenever you started powerlifting. Right. So I feel like it's more like parents want their kids to be like how mm, they were. The heyday. They want to live yeah, in the golden age. They, they want to remember and kind of have <laughs> their kids relive everything they lived. <laughs> that makes sense. I like that. I so think- would you guys say that strength training and conditioning has helped your sports? Oh, 100%. Uh, yes. 
Would course. you suggest other kids start looking into it and start doing it? Well, I've encouraged all my friends to do it, but they're all like, no, that's too much work. And everybody's they're just looking, so... They're looking to go into those commercial gyms. Yeah, too. a lot of my friends don't want to be bigger, but it's like, you don't... I, they Literally, one of my friends said, oh, I don't want to go to the gym to become bigger. And I'm like, no, it's to be more strong for your sports. Yeah, it has and nothing then, to do with that. And, and they'll do the at-home workouts that are like push-ups and that's it. And I remember... My one one of my friends said, "Why does your mom could go to the gym even though she's already skinny? Because it's not about how you look; it's about how you want yourself to be. You want yourself to become stronger. It's not- your physical performance, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's not necessarily the way you look. Aesthetics are great, and that's a side effect of being strong, of being uh, conditioned, and having endurance and everything else. It, it's more than just how you look; it's more of how you feel and how you can perform. In also, I feel like that's another reason why people don't do it is because they're looking to have a straightaway effect to make them look better. Or mm-hmm. They don't want to stick with it. They don't have the discipline. Yeah, majority mm-hmm. of the like majority of people, the only reason they do work out is to become slimmer mm-hmm. or for like not to become a better. I don't even know how to do Yeah, better athlete, yeah. They just want to look good. Yeah, they just want to look better, but they don't want to actually worry about, oh, is this actually healthy? Like, some of the workouts they do are just, like, super unhealthy. And non-stop. Yeah. they're going on diets that are very unhealthy. Oh, we're not even getting to the nutrition aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go go away from that. (laughs) So, like we just talked about, Get your kids into sports, get them into conditioning, into strength training. That's outside necessarily the sports you're actually having them in. When you put them in a sport that's a club sport or a little league or even the high school sports for the most part, they're teaching them the skills for that individual sport, but not overall strength, not overall conditioning that's going to help them really set themselves apart from other athletes and build that confidence and help them to be better in not only their sport, but in everything they do in life. And also, even, even if it's just like a random sport, and they when they try it out, they might find out, oh my gosh, I love this sport. Like, it's a sport they never thought about doing, like with me in volleyball, and then I did it for a year, and I loved it. Also, I feel like it, this is a little off topic, but I feel like it makes you more responsible, because you have to think about with school, and then also your sport. Mm, so, juggling. The time, can, the time, mm-hmm. time management. So whenever you get older, you're going to have to deal with like doing everything you need to do upon work and everything. So I feel like it just helps in the long run with everything, with bones, muscles, and like staying healthy, living longer with responsibility and organization. Yeah, sports help you in so many ways that you don't even realize. Life so, skills. Yeah, literally. All, so many life skills you learn from sports, but you don't realize you're going to learn them until you actually start them. Like... It's because whenever you play club and competitive stuff, you actually have to do a lot more than in just basic school stuff because you have to wake up early, make it on time to tournaments or competitions. You have to have all your stuff. You have to be ready and you just have to do all this stuff that you wouldn't have to do at a high school game, which would be just staying after school usually. Which high school, like the sports, it still will make you stronger, just not as much as strength training or Mm -hmm. doing an actual like better sport. All right, well, there you hear it from uh, two competitive athletes. Like I said, get your kids in strength training. Get them stronger for, for the sport and for life. Thank you for listening.
Bye. Bye.